The Holy Gospel is written in the third chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew, beginning at the 13th verse. Glory, Glory be, be to, to thee, thee, O Lord. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, to a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Praise be to thee, the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Last Sunday was a landmark event in the Christian calendar, for it was Trinity Sunday. The actual word Trinity is not to be found in the Bible. It was first used in the second century by a writer called Tertullian and became the formal doctrine of the Christian church in the fourth century. But although it's not to be found in the Bible, the idea it represents is clearly present in the New Testament. One of the clearest examples is in the story of the baptism of Jesus, which we've just had read to us. When Jesus was baptized, two phenomena are recorded in the Gospels. The Holy Spirit descended like a dove and alighted on him, and a divine voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And however we decide to understand these claims, literally or in some mystical or symbolic sense, the Gospel writers clearly wanted their readers to know that at this crucial moment in the life of Jesus, all three persons of the Trinity were involved. Jesus stood in the water, freshly commissioned for his task, as it were. The Holy Spirit came upon him to strengthen him for that work. And the Father gave a divine seal of approval on the proceedings very remarkable event. But sometimes when thinking of the Trinity, it can be rather confusing. I was interested to read about R.H. Lloyd, who was a chaplain of the Dragon School in Oxford. And he was asked to speak on the Trinity to a group of nine to 13 year olds. And his brief was to show that belief in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost of being one God, but not made confusing. Quite a challenge. And he's wondering how he was going to explain the Trinity as best he could to that young group of people. And this is what he shared with them. It's a legend of St. Patrick. This legend tells us that shortly after his arrival in Ireland, he succeeded in calling together 
a large number of fierce Irish chieftains to a meeting in the wood. There he spoke to them for three or four hours about Jesus Christ and the Christian faith. When he had finished speaking, he invited the chiefs to ask questions. One great bearded fellow got up and said, what I have heard here today has impressed me very much. I for one would like to accept this religion and make it my faith, but I cannot accept something I do not understand. We have heard references to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Yet we are assured that there are not three gods, but only one. Could the speaker explain how one can possibly be three? Or if it comes to that, how can three possibly be one? Patrick felt every eye fixed on him and realized that this was a very critical moment. If he failed to give them a satisfactory answer now, he would never get so good an opportunity again. Slowly he rose to his feet and prayed for guidance. And there at his feet, he noticed a shamrock. He bent down and carefully picked it. Then holding it up, he asked, what do I have in my hand? A shamrock, they replied. How many shamrocks, he asked. One, they replied. How many leaves are there on this shamrock? He asked. Three, they replied. There we are then, declared Patrick with a broad smile. I've shown you that three can be one and one can be three. The chiefs were convinced and accepted Christ into their lives there and then. And that is how the shamrock came to be the emblem of Ireland. Fascinating little story, and um, I'm sure his audience found it helpful. I saw a similar example of trying to explain the Trinity to a young audience many years ago when somebody, the speaker, produced a, um, um, produced a visual aid. It was a telescope. And he asked the children, um, how many telescopes are in my hand? And they all said one. And then he said, you're right, but he opened it up just slightly, and there it had God the Father. And he spoke a little about God the Father. And then he went a bit further, and it talked about God the Son, and ended up with God the Holy Spirit. And then he looked through it and said, all these help us to see more of God and his purposes. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Well, it's a vast subject, and I thought it would be best to just finish now with the benediction that Bishop Michael Marshall often uses. May the love of the Lord Jesus Christ draw you and bind you to himself. May the joy of the risen Christ burn in your hearts, and may the spirit of the ascended Jesus renew and empower you in his loving service. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest upon each one of you this day and forevermore. Amen.
Uh, thanks to the Reverend Roger Host for sharing those reflections and images of the Holy Trinity.